Hello everyone and welcome to bonus episode 26 of KW Radio. I'm your host David Lovell and it's uh, the second part of um, the program exploits of 2018 for myself. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of uh, the first part, that would be bonus episode 25, the uh, schedule for going to actual shows was somewhat um, off the chain. And I ended up going to 108 shows in the uh, 12 months of 2018. Um, Now, when we left you, we were in the month of June, and I just finished my 52nd show. So we now roll on to July. And uh, after a short break, uh, we began things on the 8th of July, show number 53 on the... the, um, Calendar, as it were, for myself. Revolution Pro Wrestling, presented live at the Cockpit 30. Of course, the Cockpit Theatre in Marlebone. A monthly fixture for RevPro. And uh, this was uh, quite the interesting uh, show. Uh, As we began with the Arrows of Hungary, Dover and Icarus, over the Hunter Brothers, in 11 minutes 8 seconds. The Great O'Khan, over Martin Kirby, in 7.12. The Legion of Lords, Gideon Gray, Los Federados Santos Jr., No Fun Done, and Rishi Ghosh. Over the all-star team of Chuck Mambo, Colt Cabana, Curtis Chapman, and Sugar Dunkerton in 1835. CCK, Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos over Lucky Kid and Speedball Mike Bailey in 1504. Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis over the Aussie Bad Boys, Adam Brooks and Sean Custom in 1150. Non-title matchup, the Repro British Women's Champion Jamie Hayter over Vader Scott in 7.06. Jamie had defeated Ginny for the uh, women's title, I believe only a few weeks previously in um, Southampton. My memory served me correctly. Volta over Josh Bodum in 9.44. That's a rare loss there for, for Bodum. Uh, pretty much uh, a favourite uh, as far as uh, behind the scenes in Repro for some reason. And your main event... Saw El Fantasmo over Naoki Tanazaki in 11.04. Um, so an interesting show to begin things in, two th- in, in June, uh, July, J- July of 2018, excuse me. Um, but st- it was stifling in the cockpit theatre, Jesus Christ. It was warm anyway. The, the summer of 2018 was one of the warmest, I think, on average. Uh, but goodness me, when you took that weather and you... Um, you had a, a theatre set up with hot spotlights. Goodness me, this was almost un- intolerable, quite frankly. And so we roll on to a, the next show, which uh, was a British Empire Wrestling bannered, for lack of a better expression, show at Merton Abbey Mills as they presented WrestleFest 2018 on the 14th of uh, July. Began at 12 noon and carried on until 7 Although I had to leave at five because I was at another show. Um, so let's take a look at the results. There was a lot of matches over the course of the of the the afternoon. Opening contest, Mountain Stew over Muscles Mansfield. The Mime over Maro Chavez. Alexander Roth over Kieran Donnelly. Ian Frost over Frankie T and Simon Newland in a three-way match. Three-way women's matchup: Cat Von Cage 
over Sky Smithson and Mercedes Blaze. A Buck over Kieran Corrupt. Aaron Smith over Judah Sexton. Damien over Theodore Powers. Misha East over Rebel Kinney. Uh, Six woman tag team matchup, um, courtesy of the Burning Hearts Academy. Nao, Cloudberry, and Kayla Fizz over Psycho Lolita, Daisy Mayhem, and Monica Rapture. Matchup for the DOA Adrenaline Championship. So, Champion Ali OK over Mark Hendry. Um, I actually missed this bout because uh, my uh, entourage were actually in Sainsbury's um, grabbing refreshments. Um, we rejoin the action midway through this match. BG Thrilliams and Robbie Reed over Paddy O'Connor and Furio. Uh, Kyle Rogers over Liam Hamlet. And Hammer Brothers, Jack and Sledge over Buff Broadside and Neon Defender. Uh, we left after the um, just before, just after the Hammer Brothers tag match. And your main event saw champion Short Fuse Matt Walker, formerly Rude Boy Matt, keep the AIWF European title over Roy Johnson. So, talk about a long show. The fact we missed two, uh, several matches as well um, gives you an example of how long the the, the day was. Um, there were matches roughly every 20 to 30 minutes in the um, the main area of um, Merton Abbey Mills. A very, a very fun um, little venue, actually, for wrestling, especially outdoors. Um, there's a giant, basically a giant gazebo-like structure where the ring was, um, and uh, fun, fun overall. But goodness me, it was long. Um, now we had to leave early because Pro Wrestling Eve presented Slayers in Spandex on the fourteenth of July in the evening, as a matter of fact. Um, and we had a tournament qualifier for the She Won. As Charlie Evans defeated Lloyd Mateo. Rhea O'Reilly defeated Millie McKenzie. Jamie Hayter defeated Addy Star and Erin Angel. Nina Samuels defeated Misha East in a squash. So Misha pulling a doubleheader. Kaylee Ray defeated Killer Kelly. Tony Storm defeated Jetta. And the main event saw Casey defeat Charlie Morgan to advance to the She Won tournament. So that uh, ostensibly eliminated the uh, defending ace of Eve, as it were, from the running at the first hurdle. Okay, moving on to... Uh, Jan- uh, July 18th, uh, the next show on the agenda, as it were, that uh, I do have results for, because on July 15th, I was at a London Lucha League show, uh, London Brawling at the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. I don't actually have full results, unfortunately, uh, which is super annoying, but uh, I've told you in part one about how, for some odd reason, London Lucha League did not were very gun-shy about putting their results up for some strange reason on social media. Uh, I think they've actually righted that ship, as it were. The last couple of shows that they have um, put on, they have put the results on, and they just happen to be shows that I've not attended. So, uh, unfortunately, them's the breaks. But the next show that I went to was Progress, Live at the Dome. Like I said, on the 18th of July. Um... So taking a look at this, Charlie Morgan with Ginny uh, defeated Candy Floss in the opener. Uh, Laura Di Matteo defeated Nina Samuels. 
So the House of Couture won and won in the opening two matches. In that Thunder Bastard Tag Team Series matchup, the Anti-Fun Police. Chief Deputy Dunn lost Federal Santos Jr. defeated Aussie Open. Spike Trevay defeated William Eva. Penultimate matchup, Millie McKenzie defeated Chakara. So the House of Couture, two, uh, one and two, although Ginny did not accompany Chakara for some reason to the ring. And your main event, saw Eminem defeat David Starr and Jack Sexsmith in a Thunder Bastard Tag Team Series matchup. Uh, now, I want to say that this was the show, uh, just taking a very rudimentary look, uh, this was indeed the show where Progress announced that they were no longer running shows at the Tufnell Park Dome. However, going forward, Attack Pro Wrestling would. And uh, as a matter of fact, they would debut very, very soon after this. As a matter of fact, Attack's debut at the Dome is something we're going to talk about later on, on September 19th. So, uh, there we go. Uh, a change of uh, promotion in uh, one of the um, more interesting venues in, in London. Next, on July 22nd, after a trip to Lowestoft, um, IWL presented Untitled at the Resistance Gallery. Um, brief results here. JJ Lynch defeated Richie D. Light. Laura DiMatteo defeated Roy Johnson. CJ Carter defeated Theodore Powers. Buffalo Soldier defeated Adam Ralph, the OJMO, Alexander Roth and Tengu in a scramble. Spike Trevay defeated Terry Izzett, substituting for the injured Jade. A three-way contest, uh, Maverick Mayhew defeated Joe Lando and Harrison Bourne. This was a cracking matchup. Mara Chavez defeated Bruno Brown. And your main event saw David Francisco defeat Connor Mills. Um, that was very angle-heavy, that was. Especially when it came to building up your top heels in, in Chavez and Francisco, particularly. Come to think of it. Uh, also meant to be on that show were uh, was Chris Renfrew. I think Charlie Evans was meant to be on that show too. There was the Untitled show, if I if I recall, was due to have a lot of wrestlers who didn't make it, unfortunately, due to reasons. Um, actually, looking at the poster, Scott Starr was meant to be on that show. Um, but I think he actually retired before this event. Um, no real loss, unfortunately, or fortunately for us. Never rated Scott Starr, and that will surely, that's surely going to slaughter a sacred cow if you lived in Kent. Anyway, moving on to uh, the next uh, show as Progress presented Chapter 74, Midweek Matters on the 25th of July. So on a Wednesday night, they presented, uh, a wrestling action at the Electric Ballroom. Um, this was uh, quite interesting, if I'm honest with you. 25th July, so let's um, take a look at what happened. Uh, in a dark match, Daryl Allen defeated the OJMO. Thunder Pass the tag match. The 198, Morgan Webster and Wild Boar, defeated Aussie Open in 10-22. Ginny kept the women's title over Millie McKenzie in 6-38 in a dud. And I legitimately did call it a dud. Um, Pete Dunn defeated Chris Ridgway, Eddie Dennis and Mark Haskins in 12.48. Grizzled Young Veterans defeated the Anti-Fun Police 
in 942 in the Thunderbaster Tag Team Series matchup to keep the tag titles. Doug Williams kept the Progress Atlas title over TK Cooper in 1238. Tony Storm became the number one contender to the women's title on, over Laura Di Matteo in 1004. And your main event saw Volta defeat Travis Banks in 1402 to win the Progress World title in a no count out match. Arguably the weakest show overall that Progress have ever put on in 2018. The women's title matchup, I've said, was a dud. Um, uh, the main event was pretty much the saving grace. There was some humour to be found, I suppose, in the GYV anti-fun police matchup, but the result was never in question. Just a very below average show, and that's no slight on the wrestlers at all. They put in a shift, as you would expect, but nothing quite clicked here, and it was part of a greater, I guess, a greater malaise in in progress going in toward the road to Wembley. They really had to turn in certain direct several directions um in the um on the road to Wembley for reasons beyond their control including moving that show from Sunday to Wednesday as a matter of fact if my memory serves me correctly all right so that's uh almost July sorted but not quite as uh on the 26th of Ju- July the day after Anarchy Pro Wrestling presented night three of the Master of Brutality tournament at Lock 17 slash Dingwalls in Camden. So Camden two nights on the on the, on the row in a row. Um, Eddie Dennis defeated Chief, Chief Deputy Dunn. Charlie Evans defeated Kid Lycos. Volta defeated Chris Brooks in an open challenge matchup, which depending on who you talk to was either a car wreck. Or one of the funniest things ever. Session Mark Martin defeated Roy Johnson. Goodness me, Roy Johnson losing all these intergender matches. Goodness me. In your main event, the Master Brutality Tournament Final saw Drew Parker win the tournament over Clint Margera. And that was certainly a hell of a, a, a show, no question about it. Um, the fact that Anarchy Pro have managed to um, get... The, into a niche as far as uh, the shows are concerned, uh, with all the death matches and the like, it's um, so that, like I said, there's certainly an audience, no question about it. So, uh, um, more power to them. Okay, and so we now segue into August, but first I might as well mention that we do have one result, uh, one show, um, which I didn't mention, which is a Wrestle 4 show. And that was their debut in Romford at the My Place Centre in Harold Hill, just uh, around the corner from the Central Park Leisure Centre on July 28th. Um, I do have one result, and that was Voodoo keeping the WrestleForce World Championship over Hakan. Um, and Mark True won a Rumble to become number one contender to the title. Uh, so uh, those are the only two results I do actually remember, if I'm honest with you. Um which is frustrating nonetheless, but uh, interesting to see wrestling back in Romford, actually, and um, being sort of grown up on, I say grown up, some of my formative years as a wrestling fan was spent at the Central Park Leisure Centre in Romford, um, watching LDN Wrestling and seeing the best and worst of that promotion 
in the space of just six or seven years. Okay, now moving on to August 5th. And now, I might as well mention, this was show 62. By the time we get to September 1st, I will have discussed up to show 75. So a lot, a lot of shows here. So you're talking about, you know, 14 shows, I believe. I might be wrong. I I was sort of just rudimentarily counting. But a lot of... A lot of stuff to talk about. So here we go. And we uh, look at August 5th. Live at the Cockpit 31. Courtesy of Revolution Pro. Um, Aussie Open over the Hunter Brothers. The Great O'Khan over Rishi Ghosh. Jamie Hayter kept the women's title over Bobby Tyler. Adam Brooks over Jonah Rock. Chris Ridgway over Curtis Chapman by knockout. Chuck Mambo and Sugar Dunkerton over the Legion of Lords. That's Federale Santos Jr. and No Fun Done. Kip Sabian over Sean Custom. And your main event was Dan McGee and El Fantasmo over David Starr and Josh Bodum. Talk about reluctant tag team partners. Goodness me. Well, it was a good show nonetheless. But, uh, I mean, taking a look at uh, a commenter on Cage Match, actually. They, this uh, person gave... Uh, the opening tag match, three stars. Gave uh, Rishi versus Gredo Khan a single star, which is generous. Women's title match, two and three quarter stars. Brooks versus Rock, two and a half stars. Richway versus Chapman, three stars. Mambo and Dunkerton versus Legion of Lords, two stars. Kip Sabian versus Sean Custom, two and a half stars. And the main event, three and a quarter stars. I think he's blatantly overrating the main event, if you ask me. Possibly a Bodum fan, if you ask me. But uh, it was a solid show, but I feel that those star ratings do not do the show justice. It was it was fine for what it was. Um, and actually, on that, that day, myself and my esteemed colleague, Mr. Liam Stevens, may or may not have been filming a pilot um, for a YouTube show, which has only been aired probably to about four or five people. Let's just say I don't think we're getting commissioned for a series here. Okay, moving on. Battle Pro Wrestling. Presented Cirque de Graps on the 10th of August. Tudor Lives Eat Memorial Hall in Sydenham. Battle Pro Wrestling, a promotion that I was desperate to get to in 2018. But uh, it's really not until the tail end of the year that I was able to make a show. Uh, J.J. Lynch and the OJMO defeated Joseph Kafka and Rex Armstrong in the opening tag team match. Oliver Peace defeated Josh Faulkner. Ender Cara defeated El Nino, Keanu, Lewis Howley, Rocky Mack and Sid Crass in a scramble matchup. Mercedes Blaze defeated Slick Lombardo. The Craft Beating Company kept the Battle Pro Tag Titles over Sid and Steve Minnelli. Jordan Brakes defeated Daryl Allen. Johnny Storm defeated Dave Francisco and Roy Johnson in a number one contenders match for the Battle Pro title. And your main event saw Eminem defeat D&D, Matt Walker and Solomon Lamb and the NIC in a four-way matchup to become the number one contenders to the Battle Pro tag team titles. Um, I will argue on this, probably one of the best wrestlers um, the UK has produced in a while, and Jordan Brakes was on the same card as probably the worst wrestler I've ever seen. That was Sid Crass in the Scramble match. Just complete a complete shit-ass. 
Uh, and long story short, it's not through no coincidence that he happens to be an enemy of a friend of mine. Um, so, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck him right in the ass. Anyway, moving on before I do get sued. <coughs> on the 11th of August, Pro Wrestling Eve presented Riot Girls at the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. And this was quite the uh, lineup. Rhea O'Reilly defeated Sierra Loxton in the opening contest. Addie Starr defeated Charlie Evans. Viper defeated Kaylee Ray in a She Won qualifying matchup. Oh, this was a bundle of fun. Great matchup between those two. Laura DiMatteo defeated Zoe Lucas. Jamie Hayter and Jet defeated Aaron Angel and Session Moth Martina. And Charlie Morgan kept the Pro Wrestling Eve title over Casey in your main event. Again, another solid Eve show. Nothing particularly out of the ordinary, but they were planting a few seeds. I believe Rio O'Reilly got involved in the um, finish of the main event. So there's some pl- planting some seeds there between Charlie Morgan and Rhea O'Reilly. I think they actually did um, lead to a title matchup in the future. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not a psychic. But uh, certainly some interesting stuff happening there. And speaking of interesting stuff, um, a couple of first-time uh, looks at some wrestlers who may or may not be the future of the industry in 2019 and beyond. Indeed, as we record this, it is New Year's Day, uh, just about. Uh, I actually recorded both episodes 25 and 26, breaking the fourth wall somewhat, on the same day. So um, you could tell my voice is a little bit shot from recording episode 25. But uh, moving on quickly to uh, Shevolution, stage two. Um, back at Resistance Gallery on the 12th of August. Um, so, obviously, the um, established formula of Eve's, uh, for lack of a better expression, de- uh, developmental brand. Um, wrestlers who are, you know, up-and-comers and maybe have trained at the Pro Wrestling Eve Academy, which was launched this year, in 2018, uh, against, up- against more established veterans, as it were. So, um, this was interesting to... Um, see, also they had a main event matchup which uh, saw both participants compete in preliminary matches. So let's take a look. <clears throat> Jetta defeated Nightshade in the opening contest. Rebel Kinney defeated Luna Rocks, and Rhea O'Reilly defeated Claudia Brand- Bradstone. Um, the two of them would face off in the main event of the show. Um, my first look at both Luna Rocks and Claudia Bradstone. Um, I was impressed by both of them, but I need, obviously, a little bit more of a look at them. Uh, Luna rocks with the pinkest hair I've ever witnessed. Jesus Christ. And considering how, you know, how how uh, shockingly pink Emily Reed's hair is, goodness me, this was off the chain. Um, Kaylee Ray defeated Sadie Gibbs in a great effort there from Sadie. Nina Samuels defeated Kanji, who I'd, I'd heard a lot about. Um, in in 2018, and and then your main event was Rio O'Reilly over Rebel Kinney, and the, and I tell you what, just looking at the um, the final three matches, um, I would say Rebel Kinney, Kanji, Sadie Gibbs, and you can add Mercedes Blaze to that list. Uh, probably four uh, four women who really could 
um, be the future of British wrestling in the next couple of years at the very least. Um, and that's not without a shred of hyperbole. That's, you know, I've been looking... I, I, I mean, I've, I will say that my opinions are, of course, only subjective, but at the same time, I do feel that I have a little bit of an idea as to what uh, prospect, you know, really good talent, you know, and potential good talent could be. And, um, you know, those four certainly impressed me in 2018. Um, whether I, my, my Nostradamus-esque predictions of their greatness in 2019 is, you know, true, I don't know. The seeds are being planted there, if I'm honest with you. Okay, moving on. From Shevolution to Revolution Pro Wrestling. So they presented Summer Sizzler 2018 at York Hall. Um, like I said, on the 17th of August. Uh, Josh Bodum over Dan McGee in 1113. The Great O'Khan over Shane Strickland in 1154. Kushida over Adam Brooks in 1240. Aussie Open over CCK. Chris Brooks and Jonathan Gresham in 2438. So OG CCK there. Um, in a uh, matchup brought to you by uh, CMLL, Titan defeated El Sobrana Jr. in 1632. Amazing lucha display. I'm surprised that cage match inmates haven't actually rated this higher than uh, anything, really. They uh, did rate Aussie Open versus CCK, though. Um, 8.30 out of 10. Um, moving on. Lance Archer defeated Jern Simmons in 1220. David Starr kept the Cruiserweight title over El Fantasmo in 21-15. And your main event for the number one contendership to the Undisputed British Heavyweight title. At this point in time, held by Minoru Suzuki. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Volta in 14-24. Really solid York Hall show. Probably a return to form as far as York Hall shows for Air Pro concerned. And the main event was just amazingly good. Um, yeah, I, I, I was uh, I was quite impressed by this uh, by this event. If I'm honest with you, uh, like I said, a bit a bit of a uh, return to form for for Rev Pro. <coughs> Moving on, <clears throat> goodness me, you can tell I've got only got half a voice. So hopefully, I'll take my break when I need to halfway through the. Uh, through this, but uh, who knows? I may have to call an audible. Uh, XWA, with a little help from Pro Wrestling Eve, presented Everything Stops at 3 o'clock at Resistance Gallery on the 18th of August. And this was a really good show. Goodness me, was this fun. Um, XWA, of course, the brother promotion of Pro Wrestling Eve. They really do not get the praise that they deserve. Um, not afraid to really go into the more weird and wonderful world of wrestling. Um, they actually had a fair, a couple of pullouts due to, um, I believe, uh, there was going to be a car of wrestlers. They actually had a car wreck or something like that. It wasn't anything major, but obviously they weren't able to make it to uh, Bethnal Green. But uh, a lot of wrestlers, especially from the London School for Lucha Libre, um, stepped up and... You can tell in this card, actually, um, that of the case. Um, so, opening contest, Cara Noir defeated Buffalo Soldier. Ray Presto defeated Sid Scala. 
in a tag team match for the XWA British Heavyweight title held by Rhea O'Reilly. Cost Industries, uh, Costa K and Malik defeated Rhea O'Reilly and Greg Burridge. Malik pinned Rhea and won the title. So, uh, interesting there. Tag team matchup for a singles title. Of course, I've seen the opposite. A singles match for a tag title before. It's um, unusual, but I, I, I don't mind it. I know some people do poo-poo over that kind of thing. Maro Chavez kept the London Lucha League world title over Alex Cupid. And your main event saw Charlie Morgan and Laura DiMatteo over Ginny and Nina Samuels. Goodness me, this was a fun matchup and quite the sprint finish. As uh, I'm pretty sure they had to head, they had to go home early um, because there is, was actually another booking at Resistance Gallery um, later that evening. But uh, so everything kind of stopped, I believe, at six o'clock rather than three. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was definitely a, a, a an afternoon show. I do know that for certain. But fun, fun nonetheless. Okay, that's um, the 18th. So that was on a Saturday. Summer Sisters was on a Friday. The next night, on August 19th, Ring of Honor were back in town as they presented the London leg of their Honor reunited tour at, at York Hall. Uh, let's take a look at that card, um, which did look a bit B-showy, actually, if I'm honest with you. There was um, something that really annoyed me uh, when it came to the Ring of Honor tour um, was the lack of Women of Honor matches. And I, as, I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily disappointed per se, but it, it just annoyed me that other uh, shows... Um, other shows, other towns um, got, let's just say, for, I, I don't know how to best describe it, but possibly better matches, especially on the women's side of things. I really found that that was the case during the first um, tour that uh, ROH did. Because um, let's actually take a very quick look. I mean, I've mentioned... The results for ROH Honor United show two. Um, but to give you an idea, um, I'm going to use the Women of Honor as an example because this was the thing that really did annoy me. So on night one in Edinburgh, on the 24th of May of Honor United, the Women of Honor matchup was Chardonnay and Kelly Klein over Sumi Sakai and Tanil Dashwood. Sumi Sakai, of course, at the time, the Women of Honor champion. We get to Neil Dashwood versus Kelly Klein, which was fine. And I, I, I found this quite annoying, actually, if I'm honest with you. During the intermission, the kingdom were mobbed at the merch type, merchandise table. And there was Sumi Sakai there, like, all on her lonesome. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you could... Yeah, but bear in mind, knowing the stereotypical audience of Ring of Honor, it actually made a bit of sense, I suppose, um... Uh, and, and then, to add insult to injury, um, at in Doncaster, at the Doncaster Dome, Sumi Sakai is in action and defends the title against Chardonnay. So, yeah, you can imagine I was a little bit annoyed. Um, so j that's just using the Women of Honor as an example. Um, uh, not, not necessarily um, singling them out, but just to give you an example, I felt the London shows didn't have the same quality of action 
as mo uh, uh, you know compared to the rest of the of the um the rest of the cards um so they returned to edinburgh on the 16th of august um and let's see the main event was bullet club versus punishment martinez and the briscoes so that was mighty Scott and the young bucks that was in edinburgh main event of uh, doncaster was mark haskins versus hangman page in the final of the international cup this is london so york hall gets this jonathan gresham over joe hendry in 936 hangman page over flip gordon and kip sabian in a three-way in 1218 kaylee ray over aisha raymond in 1002 and yes i did beg the question how the, when the fuck did they become women of honor but then again i believe kaylee ray stood in for tenille dashwood who was injured if my memory serves me correctly in fact she is on all three shows uh, she lost to Viper in Edinburgh and defeated Charlie Evans in Doncaster. And I think Charlie and Viper themselves were also replacements for Chardonnay, if my memory serves me correctly, who was also injured. So, yeah, the women of honour kind of got a little bit cursed in, in, in the UK in the uh, second tour. Uh, Aisha Raymond was scheduled to wrestle in York Hall, though. Uh, Christopher Daniels defeated Mark Briscoe by disqualification in 11-15. Street fights or Punishment Martinez defeat Jimmy Havoc in sixteen twenty eight. Molly Skull defeat Jay Briscoe in nineteen forty two. The Young Bucks defeat Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm in fourteen forty five. And your main event saw Jay Lethal keep the Ring of Honor World Championship over Mark Haskins in twenty six minutes fifty two seconds. Um, it was okay, but goodness me. You could tell the UK was a little sick of Ring of Honor at this point in time. They had seen two tours. York Hall was barely half full. Uh, apparently the worst attendance, I think, of all the major shows in York Hall in 2018. And Lord knows that I used I, I stuck it to the face of everyone who said that, oh, Pro Wrestling Eve are going to draw like 50 people because they're women's wrestling. I did spit in their faces, quite frankly. I was a dick about it, if I'm honest with you, because people were dicks to me. That's what happens. Okay, moving on from Ring of Honor and and York Hall and all that all that stuff, before we do go into a rabbit hole. Um, a debuting promotion, as it were, for me anyway, Frontline Wrestling. Um, now, this wasn't their first show. This was their second show. This was S-P-I-R-I-T, Spirit. Um, there you go. Um, they presented Spirit on uh, August the 21st at Stratford Circus Art Centre in Stratford. Um, Joshua Jones defeated Scotty Davis. Mark Davis defeated Adam Brooks. Sticks defeated Niwa. Chris Ridgway defeated Chris Brooks. The Residents, Ash Draven, Elijah and LK Mezinger. Defeat Kelly Six, Nico Angelo and Scott Wainwright. Queen's Quest UK, B Priestley and Viper with Chardonnay. Defeat Kayla Ray and Zoe Lucas in women's tag team action. And your main event, the finals of the tournament to crown the first frontline heavyweight champion. Saw Mark Haskins defeat Rob Lynch to become the first champion. And there we go. Not a solid show there for frontline. If I'm honest with you. And I love the venue as well. Uh, Stratford Circus Art Centre is a really 
a modern looking theater um two levels of balcony seats as well um just a very and, and also the presentation of frontline as well obviously its promoter is will osprey and osprey of course is very much influenced by his travels to japan um and you could tell just by the presentation the fact that frontline have young lions who help around the ring um and wrestle in preliminary contests and the like that that's um part of the presentation um just little things which um like for example frontline have a cut person i didn't notice this until i actually watched um a match from build me an empire which was their first show and during the introductions the wrestlers are getting vaseline like applied to their face it, it like like mixed martial arts for goodness sakes and that just looked that that gave it a, a more more of a sporting presentation which i thought was very 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 good um if you ask me all right moving on because we still got a lot in august show 70 of the year project w presented third time lucky their third show a resistance gallery which saw uh tanks and prayers rocky mac paddy warden be cool Defeating Koss Industries, Costa K, Malik, and Big G in the six-man tag team match. B. Priestley defeated Ronda, um, who was a frontline young lion. Paul Robinson defeated Cassius. Um, Johnny Storm defeated Jody Fleisch and Buffalo Soldier. Rob Sharp over Tengu. And your main event saw Will Ospreay and Tumar Vuelo over Shah Samuels and Rob Lynch. So, uh, really good uh, main event tag match there. And something, again, something a little different, which, um, you know, I, I, I think in this day and age, you have to be a little different. You've got to have a niche, as it were. And Project W certainly had theirs. Um, I, I forgot to mention, actually, um, the bi- <laughs> I have to mention, during halftime, they had a, Game of Beer Pong, which saw B Priestley and Chris Wolf, of all people, defeating two jobbers. I think they were two punters or something like that. A beer pong, for goodness sake. So that was so fun. So uh, moving on to um, a promotion where most of their budget goes on, on beer, to a promotion where it's you have to um, uh, give your firstborn away in order to buy a beer. Progress, chapter 75. On the 27th of August, these violent delights have violent ends. The final ballroom show before Wembley. Um, and this was um, not too bad, but my God. This this had something that was a, a, a necessary means to an end. But my God, it was absolutely worth it. And so we had a Thunderbuster Tag Team Series matchup to begin things. Grizzled Young Veterans over M&M to keep the Progress Tag Titles. I believe they're still... No, they weren't the champions. I, I do stand corrected, actually, because I remember now they had the small matter of the US Tour, which saw the titles change hands about four times. And uh, it was Flamita and Bandido who were the champions at this time, of course, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, 
So GYV over M&M in 951. Millie McKenzie over Candy Floss, Chikara, Charlie Morgan and Laura Di Matteo in 856 in the token women's match. Millie would become the number one contender to the Progress Women's title. Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher, the Calamari Thatch Kings over Aussie Open in 1854 in the Thunderbars Tag Series matchup. Doug Williams and Volta defeated British Strong Style, Pete Duntrent 7 in 1119. Tyler Bate defeated Mark Haskins in 1914. And in your main event, a matchup that went nearly 45 minutes, by the way. I believe the time was something in the region of 43 minutes. With special referee Paul Robinson in a two out of three falls, no disqualification matchup, Will Ospreay defeated Jimmy Havoc by two falls to one. God almighty, this was mental. I know some people thought it was a little over the top, but God almighty, it was insane. There was a lot of callbacks to um, the previous feud between Osprey and Havoc. Um, and Paul Robinson getting involved in the matchup. Um, and I'll tell you what, that was just absolutely amazing drama, quite frankly. But uh, I know a lot of people didn't like the show. As a matter of fact, looking at the um, latest comments on Cage Match, um, there's a person here. I can't rate the event because I only watched the main event. That much was that match was too much. Enough is enough, and if you go too far, you don't enjoy it anymore. Even the scissors were too much, but the axe was the straw that broke the camel's back. Should have really believed that there would be a murder. This is WWE crappy booking, just like when Dean Ambrose tried to murder Brock Lesnar at Mania. I could barely accept Triple H's sledgehammer, not an axe. Axe aside, all the match was too much, like the Chapter 46 match. We know wrestling is fake, but there should be a limit in my honest opinion. Well, this guy is clearly a dick. Um, I, I would argue probably nowhere near on the par to their Chapter 20 matchup, which I still think is the strongest matchup, but as far as Osprey Havoc match is concerned, this was a little bit of everything forever. It was almost like a shop window to everything that had happened. But yeah, I see where people would think that an axe handle to the cock may be a tiny bit over the top. I can understand that. But at the same time, I just think it's someone who just doesn't like Will Osprey and or Jimmy Havoc and or both and wanted an excuse to uh, moan about it. And, uh, you know, people, someone who doesn't give a shit about Paul Robinson either, but that guy's an idiot, quite frankly. Um, I mean, this was probably too... I think for some people, this was too little too late for progress. And I know a lot of people who didn't want to attend the Wembley show because the build-up was just so poor because of, like I said, reasons mainly beyond their control. Okay. Um... Now I come to a stretch which spans seven shows in seven days. The first time, and I think the only time I'll ever attempt this, uh, but who knows. Uh, firstly, um, go to the 28th of August. Fight Club Pro ran three shows in three nights at Bush Hall in West London. Um, so night one was the following. Uh, Millie McKenzie defeated Ginny by disqualification. Chuck Mambo defeated Lucky Kid, MK McKinnon and Omari. In a 
Project London Super Training Stars of the Future Tournament First Round Match. Kieran Kelly defeated Hari Singh. The Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, defeated El Fantasmo and Trey Miguel. Scotty Davis defeated Jack Ball in another first round matchup of the Project London Stars of the Future Tournament. <clears throat> and your main event saw Schadenfreude, Chris Brooks, Ginny and Aussie Open defeat British Strong Style, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate and Millie McKenzie. Night two... <clears throat> Saw MK McKinnon defeat Will Ospreay in a fucking amazing opener. For first round matchup in the Project London tournament, LJ Cleary defeated a man like Darice. Ginny defeated B Priestley, Charlie Evans, Isla Dawn, Martina, Millie McKenzie, and Valkyrie in a women's scramble match. Tyler Bate defeated El Fantasmo. Chuck Mambo defeated Jordan Devlin, Omari, and Trent Seven in a four way match. In a first round matchup of the Project London tournament, Niwa defeated Michael May. And six man tag match in the main event, Schadenfreude, Chris Brooks, and uh, Aussie Open defeated the Rascals, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz. And the final night, Wednesday the 30th, <clears throat> if you're keeping track, in the Project London Super Training Stars of the Future four way elimination final. Scotty Davis won over Kieran Kelly, LJ Cleary, and Niwar. Miller McKenzie defeated B Priestley. Jordan Devlin defeated Trey Miguel. The Rascals defeated Chuck Mambo and Armari. MK McKinnon over El Fantasmo. And an eight man tag team matchup British Strong Style, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, and Daisuke Sekimoto defeated Schadenfreude. Chris Brooks, Kyle Fletcher, Lucky Kid, and Mark Davis. Uh, and then that's um, and and you think that was that was it? So actually, that progress show I might as well stress was on Bank Holiday Monday. I forgot to mention that. So the Fight Club Project London events were on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is show five of seven, by the way. The eighth rule of Fight Club from Wolverhampton Starworks Warehouse on the thirty first of August. So. Um, Goodness me, this was the fifth day of Hell Week, and I was really feeling it at the time. Um, British Strong Style, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, and Millie McKenzie defeated the Rascals, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz. Jordan Devlin defeated Scotty Davis. Kyle Fletcher defeated Omari. Mark Davis defeated MK McKinnon. Chuck Mambo defeated Charlie Evans, Drew Parker, El Fantasmo, Martina, and Scramble. In your main event, saw Tyler Bate defeat Daisuke Sekimoto. Um... And my fucking word, that was an amazing two nights. Seeing Daisuke Sekimoto, um, I'd heard a lot about him. As a matter of fact, he'd wrestled here um, on an XWA show against Keith Lee uh, at Resistance Gallery. And genuinely, one of the best wrestlers I think I'd seen the whole year, quite frankly. Quite the talent. Now, I was in um, Wolverhampton uh, for that show. Um, the infamous Noisy Boys took me in um, as an honorary Noisy Boy, I suppose. Um, one of their uh, uh, legion, as it were, was unable to make it, so I, I filled in. On the way back to London, though, there was a show in Leamington Spa as Revolution Pro Wrestling held a show on the 1st of September, show 6 of 7, at the Assembly 
in Leamington. So we decided to uh, go in go in for this. It was a solid middle of the road show, I thought. Someone's actually given these ratings, so uh, I'm actually going to look at the ratings. <coughs> okay, so the Arrows are hungry. Dover and Icarus over two unlimited. Jay and Patrick Salmon. Um, the guy's given it two stars. Um, Great O'Khan versus Dan McGee. Two and a quarter stars. Obviously, the guy doesn't like Dan McGee. Uh, Chris Ridgway defeated MK McKinnon. Two and a half stars. El Fantasmo defeated Curtis Chapman. Three stars. Zan Phoenix defeated... Uh, excuse me. Zoe Lucas defeated Zan Phoenix. Star and three quarters. I think that's a bit harsh. And Josh Bodum... Uh, wait, wait. Juice Robinson defeated Josh Bodum in a three-star match. It's just how the guy has formatted his star rating. I think that the women's match and the main event, I think, are underrated, actually. Uh, the O'Khan matchup is overrated by a good point. Um, that I mean, personally, looking at this, I'd give the Arrows of Hungary two unlimited, I'd say two and, two and a half stars. It was solid, but nothing spectacular. Dan McGee versus Grado O'Khan, I'd give a star and a half. Not a fan of Grado O'Khan, if I'm honest. Neither am I a fan of Dan McGee. Ridgeway versus MK McKinnon, two and a half stars. Really? I gave that I gave that three. Three and a quarter. El Fantasmo Curtis Chapman with three stars. This guy's clearly on crack. Um I'd say that's three and a quarter. It was a solid match between those two. Um the women's match, I gave two and a uh, two and three quarter stars. It was the most underrated matchup by a country mile. And the main event was uh, three and a quarter stars. So, very solid Rev Pro show there, if I'm honest with you. Um, this guy has clearly not, you know, clearly seen it on, on, on demand and decided to uh, critique something he clearly wasn't at. It was a very interesting crowd, though, if I'm honest with you. It wasn't. It was a crowd that didn't that, that you would have thought would sit on its hands. It didn't necessarily, but the acoustics of the venue, um, and if you've been to the um, assembly in Leamington Spa, you will probably attest to this. It's a big venue. Um, as a matter of fact, one of my colleagues who uh, attended the show actually said that it would have been a great show, uh, a great venue for ICW, but ICW, of course, only really have toured in England, in sort of the major markets, like car, yeah, so England and Wales, I'd say, or outside Scotland in general, so they've only run Belfast, they've only run Cardiff, Bristol, I don't think they've even run Birmingham, I think they ran Leicester once, and obviously they've run a couple of shows in London, in some very strange venues, Um, I do remember a show in the bowling alley, in the O2, for goodness sakes, that'd be the Brooklyn Bowl, of course. Um, and then moving on, <clears throat> excuse me, to the final show of the week, Hell Week as it were, Live at the Cockpit 32 on September 2nd. Um, opening contest or HXC, Dan Head and James Castle over the Arrows of Hungary. Great O'Khan over Curtis Chapman. Two Unlimited over the Legion of Lords, Gideon Gray and Rishi Ghosh. Non-title matchup, uh, Juice Robinson over the British Cruiserweight Champion David Starr. Josh Bodum over Psycho Phillips. Zoe Lucas over B Priestley. Dan McGee and El Fantasma over Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm. And your main event, Zack Sabre Jr. over Chris Ridgway. 
and that same idiot who rated stuff on the uh, rate the matches of uh, the Leamington show has given the show a solid five out of ten, and he's given two stars to HXC Arrows of Hungary, a star and a half for Chapman versus O'Khan. Two Unlimited Legion of Lords got two stars. Star versus Robinson got three. Bowden versus Phillips got two and a half. The women's match got two and a quarter. Damagee, El Fantasmo, Jody Flash, Johnny Storm got three stars. I do agree, actually, with the rating of Ridgeway, Zack Sabre Jr. Three and, a quarter, three and three quarter stars. It was a fucking solid show, that. And the main event was spectacular. But... Certainly... You could tell that at this point in time, Red Pro were coasting really as far as the uh, um, as far as the cockpit shows are concerned. Which I think they've kind of started to right the ship a little bit in the um, in the lack in the uh, in the end of uh, of um, oh goodness me, I'm trying to think of the word. No, uh, at the end of the year, there we go. Right, all right. Now Rev Pro held um, tapings at York Hall Bethnal Green for World of Pro Wrestling, which aired on Free Sports in uh, the tail end of... Uh, in the tail end of the year uh, uh, 2018. And they uh, filmed, I believe, five episodes, I want to say, on... I'll tell you, they they filmed four episodes worth of TV on the 5th of September and four episodes on the 6th. So, eight episodes overall. Um, How Cage Match have formatted it is that they've decided to format it in the form of a TV show. So, we'll go in that direction. Um, So, this is Night One's tapings. Um, Commentary was from Kevin Kelly and Andy Boy Simmons. That was... uh, a very, uh, they were a very solid team, actually. To be fair, Free Sports um, had something pretty good in that World Pro Wrestling show, and apparently this was knocked up in a matter of weeks. Um, it wasn't; it was less than a month preparation time. Um, hence the fact that this was literally three weeks after a York Hall show, which drew about a thousand people. Obviously, I think tickets were uh, kept at fifteen pounds. Um, flat rate throughout the whole building. I attended night one. I didn't wish to attend night two. I had other stuff to do. <coughs> right, so taking a look. <clears throat> Goodness me. <clears throat> and so we look at episode one of Rev Pro World of Pro Wrestling, which aired on the 19th of October. Jushin Thunder Liger over Chris Brooks in 816. The Great O'Khan with Gideon Gray over Harrison Thompson in 204. And Zack Sabre Jr. over Kushida in 1750. So a solid main event for episode one there. And episode two, in the following week, the 26th of October. Colt Cabana over Greg Burridge in 720. Rapongi 3K, Show and Yo over HXC. Dan Head and James Castle win 948 in the first round matchup of a British tag team title number one contendership tournament. And Chris Brooks over El Fantasmo in 952. 
that was episode two. <clears throat> episode three, second of November, it aired. Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis over Team White Wolf, A Kid and Carlos Romo, the former Adam Chase. Chris Ridgway versus Rocky Romero ended in no contest. Dan McGee versus Shah Samuels ended in a double disqualification. And David Starr kept the undisputed British Cruiserweight title over Curtis Chapman. In episode 4, 9th of November, this aired. The Hunter Brothers over the Arrows of Hungary in a first round tag title tournament match. A tag title number contendership tournament match. The Great Okan over Michael Oku, aka the OJMO, um, who was introduced as RevPro's newest contender. Josh Bodum over MK McKinnon. James Mason over Daryl Allen. And El Fantasmo over Jonathan Gresham by disqualification. Um, so this was the first, that was the first night, by the way. Um, Rev Pro then taped on uh, the next night. And in no particular order, because obviously it hasn't formatted this night's tapings in the form of TV episodes yet. Um, but this was the second night. Uh, Kashida over Josh Bonham. Dan McGee over Shah Samuels by DQ. Zack Sabre Jr. over Rocky Romero. The Hunter Brothers over Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm in the semi-final match in that tournament. The Great Okan over Carlos Romo. Colt Cabano over James Mason. Kip Sabian over David uh, over David Starr by Countout in the Cruiserweight title matchup. HXC over the Arrows of Hungary. Zack Sabre Jr. over Chris Ridgway. And Aussie Open over Rapongi 3K in the semi-final match of the Contendership Tournament. And I want to say that that... Um, title tournament um, was concluded very recently um, on a Red Pro show and drawing a blank and say exactly when it was um, but I do remember seeing that um, either in a past or present um, event graphic alright moving on to September 8th the first of three Pro Wrestling Eve shows that I saw out of four now, there's a good reason why I missed the fourth one, um, which I'll explain in a minute. But Maybe Wrestling Will Help took place on the 8th of September at Resistance Gallery. Non-title matchup, Pro Wrestling Eve champion Charlie Morgan over Millie McKenzie. Kaylee Ray over Jetta. Viper over Sierra Loxton. Erin Angel over Nina Samuels. She won 2018 qualifying matchup. Saw Chris Wolfe over B Priestley. And your main event... Was Bars and Stripes versus Charlie Evans and Casey, and that ended in a no contest. So interesting stuff happening on the road to uh, Eve's next big shows, which were the Global Women's Strike Weekender. Uh, Why well, I say Weekender? It was a double header, but uh, you could argue uh, actually it was strong women's style. I do apologise. Global Women's Strike was two days before. But, uh, I'm keeping that in because you know we'll do it live, pal. Um, no, this is t technically live to tape, by the way. I actually haven't checked how much I've babbled on. I've babbled on for close to one hour, uh, trying to wing past all this fucking amazing stuff that I've done. Um, if anything, just to see if I can actually keep it within time, but, uh, nonetheless I have. Okay, moving on to Attack Pro Wrestling, as they presented their debut at the Dome on the 19th of September... So I took a little time off. Have you noticed that? From 
September 8th to September 19th, I took 11 days off. I think that's actually the longest break from wrestling shows I've had in a long, long time. Um, so much so that I was actually considering ta- doing a KAW show in between on the 15th of September. As a matter of fact, the 15th of September was my um, secondary, my backup date for KAW 10, if uh, I couldn't ta- uh, couldn't put the show on on the day that I wanted. Right, so attack live at the Dome on the 19th of September at Tufnell Park Dome. Opening contest saw Mark Andrews and Mustache Mountain. Trent Seven and Tyler Bay over nothing to prove. Drew Parker, Eddie Dennis and Elijah. In a scramble match, Candy Floss defeated Damian Dunn, LK Mezinger, Mike Bird, Shea Purser and Spike Trevay. Ricky Shane Page defeated Chuck Mambo in a no disqualification match. The Hunter Brothers... Over Aussie Open to keep the Attack Pro Wrestling Tag Team titles. Paranormal Attactivity, Charlie Evans and El Fantasmo. Over Millie McKenzie and Super Santos Jr. And your main event, Wild Boar defeated Flash Morgan Webster to win the Attack Pro Wrestling Championship. Quite the show there. And a title change to boot as well. None of us expected that. All right, moving on. Um, BW presented a doubleheader. Ambition the Empire 3 was an all-women's show in the afternoon of the 23rd of September. Molly Spartan over Jenny B. Rose Wilde and Talia Martins over Lydia Shaw and Miss Monica. Tag team matchup. Kat Von Cage over Casey Owens in the number one contendership matchup. Alexis Falcon defeated Rio. And Little Miss Roxy versus Sky Smithson in a last woman standing match ended in a no contest. And then the men had a chance to uh, actually put something on resembling a show for BW. Uh, the joke is, obviously, is that they tend to occupy the token spots by match, the, the, the opener or the second match that women tend to do on other shows. So uh, they had an all men show, Glory of the Empire. Uh, in the evening of the 23rd. And uh, so we had Oliver Peace over Mark True. Glam Quinn, Glamorous Roddy and Jack Quinn over the hit set to win the BW 24-7 tag team titles. Aaron Smith defeated Nico Narciso. Damien defeated the Don. Um, oh, Christ, I can't remember who that is. It's the chap from Pro Wrestling Malta. I'm uh, drawing a blank on his name. In a body bag match. How's about this for a fucking show uh, event? Um, courtesy of um, Saw Wrestling, which was which is um, an affiliate or a friend of BW from the United States. Barrett Brown defeated Jay Strong and Cohen Nix to become the first holder of the Sermo Ultimate 8 Championship. And your main event, Saw Short Fuse Matt Walker keep the AIWF European title over Roy Johnson. I seem to attend a lot of these shows where Roy Johnson is doing the job and not normally to to dudes. That's, I think, the first time he's actually lost to a dude because I've seen him in at least two intergender losses. Goodness me. Okay. So moving on. And this was the home stretch of September. Thursday, the 27th of September. So Pro Wrestling Eve present 
global women strike in front of allegedly about 200 people at resistance gallery this is live on their on-demand service um so bear with me on this chihiro hashimoto over millie mckenzie in 9:45. times are given i'll uh, let them i'll let you know kaylee ray and viper defeated charlie morgan and laura di matteo in 12:31. In the She Won 2018 qualifier, Rhea O'Reilly defeated Holly Dead. And in another qualifying matchup for She Won, Sammy Jane defeated Hana Kimura. Uh, moving on, Alpha Female defeated Killer Kelly. Chris Wolf defeated Nina Samuels in 1443. And in the She and in the She Won qualifier, no time limit. That saw Tony Storm defeat Mako Satamora in about 13 minutes. Um, yeah, this was a very hyped up show. Um, obviously, you had obviously Global Women's Strike, and then you also had um, Strong Women's Style taking place, ostensibly at first at Walthamstow Assembly Hall. Um, but that got moved to Resistance Gallery for reasons. Um... And Holly Dead and Hannah Kimura were exclusive to that show. Um, so that that was interesting to note. Um, by the way, if we've had some technical difficulties, I do apologise. Um, hope not. Um, but then on the 28th of, uh, of uh, September, we had night one of KW10. From here, from here at KW House, and then on the afternoon of the 29th, night uh, show two. So, picture this: KW10 took place, and then I had to head straight from Shadwell, pretty much, to Resistance Gallery for show two of Eve Strong Women Style. Um, I think before I even talk about show two, I will. Find the results actually for show one because just it's just to give you a little bit of, uh, I suppose, context as it were. Here we go. Bear with me two seconds. Um, show one was uh, in the afternoon of the 29th of September. It was actually shown live on Fight TV. Um, and we had Kaylee Ray over Laura Di Matteo, Jetta over Nina Samuels, Viper over B Priestley, Chihiro Hashimoto over Alpha Female, Chris Wolf over Zoe Lucas, Jordan Grace over Sierra Loxton, and Charlie Morgan kept the Eve title over Casey, Rhea O'Reilly, and Sammy Jane in a four-way elimination matchup. So Rhea O'Reilly pinned Casey, Sammy Jane eliminated Rhea, and Charlie eliminated Sammy Jane to retain the title. And then Strong Women Style Show 2 was um, streamed live on Eve On Demand on the evening of the 29th. Um, a different crew entirely because, if I'm right, uh, Eve were actually also in attendance during the timeout, 50th, uh, timeout anniversary celebrations or something in King's Cross. I think it's the 50th anniversary or something like that. Um, so they had a lot of their crew head over there but goodness me, this crew actually provided quite the show in Resgal. Um, so taking a look here, Chris Wolf over Ginny, Casey over B Priestley, Jordan Grace over Charlie Morgan, Kaylee Ray, and Killer Kelly, Laura Di Matteo over Nina Samuels, Sammy Jane over Tony Storm, and Shahira Hashimoto over Viper. 
goodness me, what a fucking show that was. And then we come to the final show of September. And if you're talking about big, you can't get any bigger than Progress Wrestling Chapter 76, Hello Wembley, taking place at the SSE Arena in Wembley in front of 4,750 fans on September 30th. Dark match was a battle royal won by Chuck Mambo. Mark Haskins in the opening contest defeated Matt Riddle in 1718. Ginny kept the Progress Women's title over Millie McKenzie and Tony Storm in 828. Trent Seven defeated Doug Williams to become the new Atlas Division champion in Doug Williams' final Progress match. Jimmy Havoc defeated Paul Robinson in 1345. In the tag team title Thunder Bastard match, Aussie Open defeated Bandido and Flamita, Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher, Connor Mills and Patrick Mayhew, David Starr and Jack Sexsmith, the Grizzled Young Veterans, the 198, and the Anti-Fun Police in the Thunder Bastard in 31 minutes 22 seconds to become the new champions. Pete Dunne defeated Ilya Dragunov in 1844. In a number one contendership tables, ladders and chairs match, Eddie Dennis defeated Mark Andrews in 1841. And your main event, Volta kept the Progress World title over Tyler Bate in 30 minutes, 8 seconds. My goodness. Now, looking at the comments on Cage Match, there's a lot of positive feedback. Now, I know that there was a lot of uh, flack at the time because it overran by nearly an hour. But, to be honest, it was the biggest show in Progress history. They actually did do a lot of good in actually streaming the main... putting the main event on for free on Progress On Demand, which... on on Demand Progress. So, that actually was an interesting... I uh, think a, a, a great way to make amends, as it were, for those who were unable to at, uh, that had like cabs say at nine o'clock or something. I think the main event did get into the ring until about nine o'clock, so it was a very very long night, very long day. I mean, I got to Wembley at about half past eleven, for goodness sakes. I was absolutely shattered after that. Now, like I said. We got through an absolute shit ton of stuff. An absolute shit ton of shows. Um, as I mentioned, you know, July, August, and then September, just absolutely mental. Um, now, that Progress show was my 85th show. Hard to believe that, you know, considering we started this particular bonus episode on show 53. 32 shows in the space of three months. One of the busiest times to be a wrestling fan ever. Um, and I will admit, there was a, a lot of fear of missing out. Um, now, I didn't know what FOMO was until to, until very recently when I realised that I suffered from it very, very badly. All right, now we're going to take a break because we need it. It's going to be a very relatively easy... A very, oh, excuse me. <coughs> a very easy final three months of 2018 for myself. As uh, I talk about the aftermath, obviously, 
of Hello Wembley in the form of a very basic six show October November uh, and she won almost killing me but then I decided to put in a trip to Sheffield on the agenda as well so five shows in three days almost killed me there um and then in December not much else happened but I did reach 100 shows and that was actually on November um well I'll talk about that in the next part of this bonus episode of KW Radio that's after the break And we're back. And you can tell I'm ultimately a lot more refreshed than I was. Um, My throat's a lot better, actually, during the break. Um, I decided to gargle with petrol. Uh, No, I actually did not gargle with petrol. Uh, That would be a lie. Um, Quite quite the bare-faced lie, actually, as a matter of fact. (laughs) But, uh, so now we... uh, Pivot toward October of 2018, and as I mentioned before the break, a very sedentary uh, existence in the wrestling um, stratosphere, as it were, for yours truly. Um, Only six shows of note. I did actually avoid a fair few. Um, And I know a lot of people who were on the 150 plus show uh, category, as a matter of fact. So, uh, fair play to them, actually. Um, the fact that I managed to do 108 shows, as I've mentioned before, is pretty damn impressive. Um, so, shall we begin? Um, I feel it's almost... You can almost hear, like, the... The utter fatigue in my in my in my uh, in my voice as uh, I talk about now Battle Pro Wrestling uh, on October fifth as they presented a battle intensifiers. Uh, Jordan Brakes over Josh Faulkner, Lucas Steele over Matt Walker, Mercedes Blaze and Roy Johnson, Wavy Blaze over Kareem Brigant and Miss Monica. Loser Leaves Battle Pro, I quit match. Nathan Cruz defeated JJ Lynch. Ashmore defeated Danny Black and RJ Singh in two uh, successive matchups. Oliver Capice defeated Gene Money. Eminem and the OJMO defeated David Francisco, Joseph Kafka and Rex Armstrong. Six-man tag team action. And your main event saw Sammy Smoove with Kieran Donnelly defeat Johnny Storm to keep the Battle Pro Wrestling Championship. Next up, on the 7th of October, so two days later, uh, Live at the Cockpit 33, and 
I tell you what, a lot of people really did shit on this uh, show, and I can see why. Um, just remembering some of the uh, rather poor stuff that did happen, if I'm honest with you. Okay, so it began with Josh Bodum over Curtis Chapman. The gnarly neon explosion, Cassius and Chuck Mambo over the Legion of Lords. No fun done, Rishi Ghosh. Zoe Lucas over Bobby Tyler. David Starr over MK McKinnon in the non-title matchup. The Great O'Khan over TK Cooper. Team White Wolf over HXC in tag team action. And El Fantasmo over Jody Fleisch. Um, they had really suffered... Um, in this in this uh, stage, they they did steer the ship back uh, to something good, but they they were coming off a really underachieving J, British J Cup. Elfin Tasma, I believe, won the tournament, and I didn't even realise it until a friend of mine, whose mother is a really big Elfin Tasmo fan, actually mentioned that he had won. Um, that's how bad this was. Uh, it was, you know, a really bad couple of weeks at the uh, really i mean after the international tapings i think rev pro really just had a couple of really bad days at the office quite frankly um and uh yeah so it was it was frustrating if i'm honest with you um but uh nonetheless it wasn't poor but it was poor for a rev pro show i would argue Okay, moving on to October 13th. Pro Wrestling E presented Command Attention at Resistance Gallery as they crowned a new international champion during the course of this uh, show. So, so there were four semi-final matchups and a four-way final to crown the new champion. So Casey defeated Addy Starr in the first semi-final. Viper defeated Jetta. Laura DiMatteo defeated Zoe Lucas, and Jordan Grace defeated Sammy Jane. Uh, she won qualifying matchup. Jamie Hayter defeated Little Miss Roxy. Amy Sakura defeated Kaylee Ray, and Viper defeated Jordan Grace, Casey, and Laura DiMatteo to become the first Eve International Champion. So the, that was basically the go-home show to um, the She Won. Um. It was okay for what it was. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It wasn't poor. But uh, I mean, some people would just say it was just there. All right, moving on. And we had a very. In, there was an interesting uh, match uh, show that took place at Beckenham Spa on the 21st of February of October. Um, there isn't actually any. Official results, I don't think, here. But I'll try and remember uh, what they were. If I can. Oh, Christ. Um, I do know Roy Johnson defended the Unpro Wrestling Championship on that show. I'm drawing a blank on who his opponent was, unfortunately. Um, there was a battle royal that I know was won by David Francisco, who actually hid under the ring before the show. To participate in this. Nina Samuels versus Mercedes Blaze was a match. Uh, Charles Crowley versus Joseph Kafka. Craft Beat and Company kept the Battle Pro tag titles over NIC. Daryl Allen wrestled Danny Duggan. 
Um, I'm drawing a blank on who Roy Johnson's opponent was, which is super annoying. But that was a fun show, actually, at the Beckenham Spa. Um, so, to be honest, you know, I'm not going to complain if I'm perfectly honest. I've got one more. Actually, I've got one more link to try and see if I can find a uh, any results. Like I said, it can be an, uh, extremely annoying when uh, when you actually can't find this uh, stuff. Um, for lack of a better expression, I believe this wrestling in Beckenham was uh, a Kyle Ashmore self-produced show, actually. Um, and it drew a decent crowd, as a matter of fact, uh, come to think about it. There wasn't too many uh, empty seats in the, in the venue. I do remember having a thoroughly good time. And again, I'm trying to find if there's any results. And unfortunately, there does not appear to be, which is super annoying. Oh, well, never mind. Can't agree forever on, on that lack of results. Um, Moving on. And there's only two more shows in, in October, so bear with me. Uh, Southside presented their 8th anniversary show on the 27th of October. Um, four-way contest. Chief Deputy Dunn defeated Alex Gracie, Dan Maloney and Rene Dupree in a forgettable opener. Powerhouse Blake defeated Sticks. Casey Owens. Uh, kept the Queen's Southside title over Kaylee Ray. Initially, special guest referee Shaxx fast counted Kaylee Ray uh, uh, into a title win. But referee Joel Allen reversed the decision. Match was restarted. And Joel, I believe, took over as referee. And Casey got the victory as a result of the restart. Gabriel Kidd defeated Joe Coffey. Senza Volto defeated Robbie X to win the speaking title. In a four-way matchup to crown the first European champion, Adam Maxted defeated Brady Phillips, John Klinger and Mike Bird to become the first champion. Kip Sabian defeated Rich Swan. You know, Liam Stevens produced main event. Jesus Christ, can you imagine if Liam was able to produce a pro wrestling show? He would have that as his main event. Probably in like a 60-minute Ironman match with him as the referee. Moving on. And your main event, the Jaw Droppers, Sean Custom and Zy Brookside, defeated the All-Nighters, Ricky Knight Jr. and Roy Knight, the 198, Morgan Webster and Wild Boar, and the Joseph Connors Experience featuring Liggs to become the new Southside Tag Team Champions. Nothing offensive here, quite frankly. A standard Southside show. Um, a lot of stuff was forgettable. Um... Although three title changes, or two title changes and a new champion crowned, that was obviously something you know you'd notice from an anniversary show. Um, and now we go on to our final October show. Um, Ashmore defeated JJ Lynch in the opening contest of Progress, Chapter Seventy Seven, Pumpkin Spice Progress, on the twenty eighth October. That was a dark match, of course. Timothy Thatcher defeated. William Eva in 9.53. Isla Dawn versus Millie McKenzie ended in a new contest. Trent Seven defeated Gino Gambino in 13.32 to keep the Progress Atlas title. Aussie Open defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans and the 198 in 19.04. 
to keep the Progress Tag Titles. Paul Robinson defeated Mark Andrews in 8.13. Mark Haskins defeated Chris Brooks and Jimmy Havoc to become number one contender to the Progress World Title in 13.58. And your main event saw Volta defeat Zack Sabre Jr. in 29.26 to keep the Progress World Championship. Of course, Zack winning Super Strong Style 16 earned himself a title shot. Originally, that was going to take place in Wembley, but... Uh, Zach took the title shot at the next available opportunity. Now, many people argue that the main event was pretty much the show, the, the match that saved the show. Um, I kind of agree with the sentiment in that. Volta versus Sabre was certainly going to be a, a hell of a matchup, but I think the outcome was not in question. Volta kind of unstoppable in progress um you know he won the world title at absolute canter um and i tell you what um i agree with one sentiment of one commenter actually on cage matches that the women's division absolutely in the toilet at this point in time and progress i think for a i think they're the biggest promotion with the worst women's division um no baby faces seem to get any shine. Everyone constantly seems to turn heel. Um, I, I mean, they had turned Laura Di Matteo heel for no reason and reunited her with Ginny at, at, at Wembley, making Tony Storm and Millie McKenzie look like absolute schlubs. And then you had, I think, there were, I think Ginny and Laura actually interfered in the matchup between Millie and Nyla Dawn, and it just came across as just making these like these girls look act like absolute idiots quite frankly um and you know, everyone knows that, that my opinion on women's wrestling you know if you're not going to do it properly don't do it at all and i actually did say to a couple of people why did progress bother having a women's division in the first place i legitimately did i was really angry at that if i'm honest with you but there's more women's graps out there which actually does um you know, make me happy. So, you know, I didn't stay angry for long. I stayed angry for long enough where I kicked up a stink. So, there you go. <coughs> and so we move on to November. Um, and this was a very, very busy month indeed. And it began on a relatively sedentary note. As again, these tend to do. But uh, I tell you what. Sometimes you, you hope for a, a very laid-back month, and then it just kicks you in the dick, quite frankly. It's not going to happen. So, taking a look at November the 4th, as um, Revolution Pro Wrestling presented another dose of cockpit action. Um, that would be live at the cockpit 34. Chris Brooks over El Fantasmo, Josh Bodum and Curtis Chapman. Jamie Hayter over Zan Phoenix in a non-title matchup. Shah Samuels over Gino Gambino. Aussie Open over HXC. No fun done. The Great O'Khan with Gideon Gray over Rishi Ghosh and TK Cooper. David Starr over Shane Taylor. The Hunter Brothers over Team White Wolf. And your main event, Chris Ridgeway over speedball mike bailey um so yeah a, a better show than most but 
that whole uh, Great O'Khan push, Jesus Christ, that was putting, that was pissing people off. As a matter of fact, if I recall, I think it was at the next cockpit show, they decided to piss people off more by having him win via DQ. And that really hacks people off. But, because it, it makes their, their heroes look like dicks, quite frankly. Um, I mean, like I said, I mean, the Great O'Khan is... You know, solid enough. You know, not the best wrestler ever to come out of Japan. Um, but the over push, the Rev Pro push is ridiculous to the point where even those who thought it, of it as a joke um, were like, no, this is actually not funny. Um, but there you go. Um, anyway, moving on before I do get more angry. Keeping it actually quite calm, if I'm honest with you. Um, so, I, I headed up to Sheffield on the 9th of November, as Southside Wrestling presented Queen of the Ring 2018, from the Corporation um, in uh, Sheffield. So, another trip up with those infamous noisy boys. All three of them this time. And uh, shenanigans were had. But it was worth it actually for this uh, for this um, this tournament. Now we were thinking it was going to be four first round matches and a four way final. We were proved wrong. It was actually a standard single elimination tournament. So a long night for a lot of wrestlers. Um, so taking a look at the card. So first round match up: Casey Owens over Kimberly, Shana over Zaya Brookside, Millie McKenzie over Chris Wolf. And Kaylee Ray over Killer Kelly. That was the first round. Semi-finals. Shana over Casey Owens and Millie McKenzie over Kaylee Ray. So keeping track, Shana against Millie McKenzie in the final. Two non-tournament matches. Solana Austin over Shax. And Vader Scott over Kanji. And your main event, the finals for the South- Queen of Southside title and the Queen of the Ring tournament uh, 2018. Shana defeated Millie McKenzie to win the tournament and the title. Yeah, so an interesting change of direction, in my personal opinion. Shana as the Queen of Southside champion. I I, I didn't actually realise, actually looking at Shana's uh, cage match profile, about how much I've actually seen her in the last couple of years, because I believe I hadn't seen her that much. And then I realised... She was only in the International Grand Prix this year. So very much under the radar, but interesting to note that uh, she's obviously doing a lot more in uh, in Southside, obviously the Queen of Southside champion, and as a result, obviously, the, uh, for lack of a better expression, the, um, I'm trying to think of the word now, the, uh, oh Christ, I'm trying to think, um, the uh, centerpiece of the, the of the division, for lack of a better expression. Um, but looking at also there, another couple of inter- uh, interesting performances from a couple of really good performances uh, from the likes of Lana Austin, who, quite frankly, is never booked south, uh, you know, south of, you know, anywhere up north um, enough for a lot of people I know. Um, Kanji put on a good performance against Vader Scott, who is. Um, Let's just say 
some people think she's the bee's knees and some people think she's one of the worst wrestlers ever to lace up a pair of boots, quite frankly. Um, I mean, yeah, so it's, um, so it was interesting to know how, li- how little I thought that I'd seen Shana wrestle and now I've realised I've seen her wrestle quite a lot more than I would have thought I had, quite frankly. Um, but moving on, so from Queen of the Ring to crowning an Ace of Eve, Pro Wrestling Eve were in uh, town um, for the She Won tournament on the 10th and 11th of November. Um, starting with show one on the afternoon. Uh, so block A, Viper over Millie McKenzie. Block B, Charlie Evans over Aaron Angel. Block A again, Jamie Hayter over Madison Eagles. Block B, Chris Wolf over Rhea O'Reilly. Block C, Command Bolshoi over Jetta. And block C again, Tony Storm over KC. Um, now, some footnotes here. Madison Eagles won a qualifier in her native Australia. And Command Bolshoi actually was put into the tournament. Um, basically, uh, she was due to wrestle in the previous month, in October. 2018, and as a matter of fact, the show was called Command Attention uh, for her. Um, but that was, but it it was actually, um, I believe, Bolshoi actually uh, volunteered herself, for lack of an expression, to participate in in She Won. Um, so that was quite cool. Um, moving on to Show Two. <clears throat> Block A, Viper defeated Madison Eagles. Block C, Command Bolshoi defeated Casey. Block C, Tony Storm over Jetta. Block B, Charlie Morgan replacing the injured Rhea O'Reilly over Aaron Angel. Block B, Chris Wolf over Charlie Evans. And Block A, Jamie Hayter over Millie McKenzie. Um, like, and I note there that Charlie Morgan took Rhea O'Reilly's place. She, who, um, Rhea, of course, um, Never had much luck with injuries in the last couple of years. Of course, she broke her leg and then uh, she suffered a knee injury during she, uh, the first match of She Won. I, oh, actually, no, I believe she suffered the injury a couple of weeks before, but aggravated the injury during She Won. Uh, the final show in the blo- uh, block stages, so that was on the afternoon of uh, the 11th. Mad Sneagles defeated Millie McKenzie. Jamie Hayter defeated Viper. Jetta versus Casey ended in a 20-minute time limit draw, so both wrestlers earned one point each. Chris Wolf defeated Aaron Angel. Tony Storm defeated Kamar Bolshoi. And Charlie Morgan defeated Charlie Evans. So, uh, Jamie Hayter won block A with six points. Chris Wolf won block B with six points. And Tony Storm won block C. So, the three of them would face off in the finals. Um... And then the climax of the uh, weekend, in the evening of the uh, 11th, um, 